0: Staying with him, spins, gets inside, left handed off the glass. Oh, what a sweet move. Giddy, tough spot. Backdoor, what a pass! What a play! And Jada picks the pocket of Trey Young. He'll take it
1: himself.
0: This isn't Dart. You're listening to the Uncontested.
2: What is up, and welcome to the Uncontested Podcast. Coming to you live Sunday, december 17th i am your host for the evening jacob niffin i got the dudes with me tonight we got jd
3: fellas you know driving back to the city uh, a couple nights ago i saw that uh god smack is going to be playing here in february my first thought was i wonder if jre is going to that
2: (laughs) we got justin peabody hello everybody tp taylor peterson is in the house merry christmas everyone
1: Merry no Christmas. Nicholas,
2: no Nicholas Crane tonight. Uh, so it will be a positive show. <laughs> Holy uh, Santa
1: Claus! Shit.
2: And we are already off and running. We just, we just hit me with a Justin Sounder, please. Oh no, which one? The he the needs to the do one. Some six nine things. Thank you. <laughs> <Yeah>. Thank you. <laughs> we are proudly brought to you by the Blue Wire Podcast Network. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. And anywhere you download your podcast, if you are in the giving mood this holiday season, dropping us a follow on any of those, subscribing to the YouTube channel, we are closing in very quickly to 2,000 subs. That would be incredible. Um, and we always just love having the folks in the chat here with us. So do us a favor, go follow, drop a five-star rating, write a little note. It means a lot to us. We love all the comments that we get after the show on the YouTube channel as well. I enjoy going back and seeing them. Uh, only when they agree with me. If you don't agree with me, don't leave a comment, please. <laughs> get out, gentlemen. We got a lot of talk, a lot to talk about today. As the Oklahoma City Thunder uh, won, maybe the best game of the the season. Yeah, last night, maybe. I mean, they have some pretty impressive wins, but last night was just, uh, last night was dope. I don't think there's a maybe for me. Okay. Well, we'll get in there. We'll get into it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 118-117, the Thunder beat the Denver Nuggets. We are going to compare, or not compare, we're going to put some Thunder players in some classic Christmas movies. We're going to update our prediction standings, which have shifted, and make some new predictions for this coming week. And as always, we're going to go around the association in a holiday-themed episode. Let's start off with last night up in uh, Denver against the Nuggets. The Thunder go in and escape with a 118-117 win. If you have not checked it out already, Taylor and I went live on YouTube last night to break it all down for you. Last night was just a Vibes Time like there was no analysis. <laughs> we were just coasting on vibes. Justin JD, we the the folks have not heard your thoughts yet. What do you got? What biggest takeaway, big theme, favorite part? Like just give us something from last night's game. Silva's well, ready to go.
3: Yeah, well, I see I, him. this was one of the few games I wasn't able to watch um until afterwards. Like I had to go back and catch up after. I, I had a great reason, small aside. I uh, was at my good friend's uh, college graduation party up in Edmond. And I uh, thought you all would enjoy this, so I'm going to tell you. I was there um, in one room, graduation party, right next door, it's uh, through a window with no, not soundproof, by the way. There was a karaoke party going on. Um, <laughs> as my friend is being, you know, welcomed into their own graduation party, it's really wholesome and sweet. There is uh, probably a seven or eight-year-old walking up next to this gigantic speaker with a <laughs> microphone. And during this tender moment, right next door, the kid goes, and now I'm going to perform a song called Mambo Number 5. <laughs> and he sings the entire thing, and it's way too loud. That's um, amazing. So that's what, that's what I was doing. Uh, just well, it's I
2: incredible. was fully expecting you to say, I'm going to sing you a song called Mo Bamba. No. <laughs>
3: I got it. hoes these it's days. days.
2: Um, yeah, but catching up to the game, uh,
3: I agree with uh, with you all. It was the game of the year. I think that was Have phenomenal, to. phenomenal. Um, taking down the defending defending champs the way they did, um, watching some of those late game possessions with Chet and Dort defending the Jokic Murray pick and roll like as good as you possibly can, um, just from an execution standpoint. Uh, good God, this team is is very special, and they keep proving to me how special they are. And fifty wins is. Uh, becoming more real. I think with things like this happening, I just don't, this is sustainable to me
1: that they, they looked really, really impressive. I think composed is the first word that comes to mind. Uh, I loved how, despite not having an outline or an agenda, Jacob and Taylor, you guys did hit on like the similarities between the Kings game and the nuggets game. And what it came down to was, they were able to pull it out in the last couple of minutes versus against that's what
2: she said. <laughs> it.
1: It's going to be another sounder <laughs> Poor Justin. Um, <laughs> but they were not able to against the Kings and as toxic as thunder Twitter can be. I think that this, that's a good reminder, right? Of when you're a contending team, you don't win all of them. Like nobody, nobody wins all of them nobody's going to come in and and beat every team they should beat. Your hope would be you take care of business against the bad teams and you give yourselves a chance in every game against the top teams. And that, by definition, is like what makes you a contender. The Thunder are doing that. Just because they didn't finish the job against the Kings and they did against the Nuggets doesn't mean like one game was a rousing success and one was a horrible defeat. It it means that they're, they're doing what contending team should be doing and that's super encouraging and it makes games like the King games like the Kings make the Nuggets game so much more fun because you get to see them learn from their mistakes you get to see them show off some of that growth and their execution down the stretch it reminded me a lot of the Mavericks game that I got to see in person where everybody's making the smart move. Chet was making the right play. Dub had some insane finishes. That one finish over four guys. Oh my god! You see his Insta post? Nuts. So good.
2: The <laughs> Kobe you, vibes. If, for the listeners, if you didn't see Dub's Insta post, he had screenshotted and saved the receipts of someone saying like, "So good." you only had five points. This was against the Sacramento Kings the other night. You only had five points. You're nothing like Kobe. And if you know Dub, Kobe is his favorite player of all. He's got Kobe tattooed on his calf. And then the next two photos are a photo of Kobe shooting a jumper over four guys against Chicago and then dub hitting that layup over four guys last night with like 35 seconds to go in the game.
4: Significant
2: huge. It was, that was a huge play. Was it? uh, I saw somebody
1: on Twitter say that was Jalen Brown levels of confidence um, and not using that as a compliment. And I think that, yeah, you know, if he misses that one, that play probably looks pretty stupid, but he didn't. And I think that this young team went and took on the champs battle tested veteran team in Denver nuggets and showed that they could hang. And that is like, we could probably stick a flag post in the ground on this game when we look back at the season and like that could be a, one of those pivotal moments that you look back upon the moment where, not to say the Thunder haven't believed, but like where they got to see it, right? Like I'm sure they've always believed they're a good team, but to get to experience it against the defending champs, I think that's a moment that that you're going to look back on and it's going to be something pivotal pivotal
2: at the end of the season. Siemens in place, for sure. You mentioned the comparison to the Kings game. I mean, I went on Twitter. I wasn't on that post game. Taylor was. I went on Twitter and talked about they didn't score the baskets at the end of the Kings game, but they had the correct process and how that is going to pay dividends down the stretch. It's process over results in that one. And then you saw it immediately pay dividends two days later. And I just keep going back to you look at the Nuggets game, game three, and then you look at the Thunder versus Nuggets game 23. Mm-hmm. just, the growth you can see in twenty games, especially from Chet. I mean, that first game against the Nuggets, he got bullied by Jokic. He held his own last night. He was yep. He was freaking aw- dude nine blocks, nine nine more than hell his own. Some apparently of them he were just disgusting.
4: Apparently he got screwed. One of those were taken away. I saw that final stat uh, from the NBA Twitter account. And they said eight blocks. And I was like. No, it hmm. was nine. We ha- actually had some people in the chat saying that Chet got screwed, and apparently one of those were taken away. But still, regardless, I think you're spot on there with Chet's impact. I mean, just significant there down the stretch. Uh, Jake and I talked a little bit about that last night as well. Not to completely interrupt there, but apparently he did get screwed uh, and it only had eight blocks. Should have had nine. Should have had so, ten.
2: Justin, you think this win is like – I mean, you were debating me at the very beginning of the show. This is the win of the season so far? There's no
1: debate. Yes. This, this was the win on the road in the defending champs house. There wasn't like a massive, you know, injury plague going on. Like this was a very normal, solid contending team that the thunder went in their house and won and did so under adversity. I think that's, that's a huge, huge Testament to
4: this team right now. It's really hard to debate. Uh, and again, like we can get into specific, specific stats, as I know we probably will. But I think about Shea, uh, I, I say he struggled throughout the first three quarters, uh, even some into the fourth quarter. But really, I think the Denver Nuggets, the defending champs, did a fantastic job defending him, throwing multiple defenders at him at the point of attack, uh, You know, really making it tough on him to be able to get, get to the rim. And yet you had guys like J-Dub, even Isaiah Joe guys like that who were stepping up in his place that even did, and Chet to an extent, like allowing them to be able to even be in that position to win the game. They're down the stretch. And then something else that you mentioned, Justin, we were kind of giving you your big takeaway there from the game. I, I think about Mark Dignall, him trusting these guys. Uh, first of all, I thought he had some really fantastic lineups throughout the majority of the game. We'll get into the Josh Giddy there, but I loved his lineups, but it wasn't just that he very easily could have called the timeout there before that game winner from Shea, called a timeout, uh, had a a maybe sub Giddy back in for a uh, the the slob wizard, right? (laughs) Uh, Allowed him to be able to create something, and maybe the Thunder still get a game winner. But he looked at Shea, Shea looked at him, they gave gave each other the look, Shea knew it was time. (laughs) He went down and gets that shot, Uh, rather than disrupting the the flow of play, allowing the defense in Denver to be able to get set up uh, during an uh, after timeout he's let his best player go to work and I, I I don't know one of the big things there maybe for me is just Dignall his trust in these guys, the lineups, like I mentioned, like and not enough can be said just I it, to your point. I think that right there is one of the biggest reasons for me. This game was probably the best win of the season so far. I like that. Mark trusts his players
3: and trusts SGA there at the end to go make the right play, but it's a different level of trust to me than the previous era with Scott Brooks and Billy Donovan and Kevin Durant and Russ. Like, it's for them, it was like, okay, we're just gonna, here's the ball, go figure it out. It's like they, yes. they knew exactly what they wanted to do and they were comfortable with SGA taking that. And to me, like SGA, no shade to Russ at all. We've seen Russ take some horrific shots uh, at the end yeah. of the game. And I feel like SGA is going to get a, at least is going to get a good shot. He knows how to do that um, and can do it at this stage of his career, like whenever he wants. Um, and I, I don't know. I just, it's nice to be able to trust. Mark, especially at the end of games, you're not you're not seeing the um, like Joe Missoula stuff like, oh, why didn't he call timeout? Why didn't this and this and this? Because this is these are some of the first, uh, quote unquote, higher stakes games. You know, like this, the first year of the team being super competitive. Mark could get could make mistakes. Um, And he's not he like he is. He is uh, awesome. He's an awesome coach.
2: Well, it's nice not seeing a guy dribble the ball out the three point line and then pull a contested three point off the yeah. dribble shot with two seconds left. Yep. And Silva, I think all this goes back to like, he didn't have to call the timeout because the structure of the team has been put in place. And that is what good coaching is. Yeah. The structure is in, in place. They knew Shea wasn't going to do some dumb shit with the ball. Mm-hmm. Shea got stop and go, stop and go, stop and go, got his guy off balance, drove in, hit that turnaround. And the rest is history. Ask Trey, man, yeah, yeah, he already
3: kind of, knew. Yeah, that's kind of what separates a guy like SGA to me. Not to say that he's better than this player, but from him and Jason Tatum, because I've seen all these games where these Joe Missoula criticism uh, pieces come out, and it's like, okay, this why didn't he call a timeout, X, Y, Z? And Joe always says, well, I trusted the players to get the job done. But I watched those plays, and it's like, the star players for Boston are not executing on the same level that SGA is, because SGA is just a madman and can and can huh, create yeah. that shot whenever he wants and understands the urgency of the moment, I feel like more than a lot of
4: players and that communication between mark not to just continually harp on that but that communication between shea and mark had to happen at such a at the right moment and also very quickly and what i mean by that is they were they had the mismatch there right um it's one thing if Shea's just dribbling the ball at the top of the key, kind of to what you guys are getting at. Then he looks at Mark and they're like, okay, we won't call a timeout here. And then Shay's triple teamed and throws up some shot and it's much less likely to go. And like that communication, and I mean, it, it, I, I don't know. It's hard to explain, I think, in the moment, but the fact that they were able to exchange that communication there. And still were able to get that mismatch that they wanted. Like, I mean, that's just that's elite it gives between me hope a, for the a coach and, and star player. The other thing is like I've seen a lot of not a lot, I've seen a handful of Nuggets fans talk about, well, KCP. If we had KCP and him defending Shay, like and I, and I totally understand that. When you're a a defending championship team and you're not 110% healthy, I get it. But at the same time, you had Jamal Murray back. And, yeah, exactly. I mean, they would essentially like help. outside the ball. That's, that's the exactly. thing about this
2: win. Yep. It's not like, oh, the Nuggets had an off night shooting. The Thunder got hot. The Nuggets led this entire game. The Thunder had to keep clawing back and to out-execute and make the plays. How many times in this game, from the six-minute mark on, did you say, oh, that's probably it? Yep. The Michael Multiple Porter Jr. Times. shot from the corner. The The Jamal Murray pull-up. Over a door. Oh, that's it. And for the Thunder to continually come back and execute out of that. Just incredible. Uh, Justin, let's move on to maybe a negative aspect of this game uh, that we have to talk about. Josh Giddy, I believe a career low, yep. 15 minutes in this game, uh, did not start the second half, which made some sense to me because they wanted to go double big. Uh, let Jay Will guard Jokic. Let Chet play a little bit more off ball. Um Getty came in Getty played six minutes in the second half and was just bad. And this comes on the heels of what I would argue was his best half of basketball and maybe his best game yep. all season against Sacramento, where he was rebounding, hitting the floor, saving balls that are going out of bounds, uh, being very aggressive and just looked like a different type of guy tonight. We're 23 games in, like, where's your worry level with this?
1: It has increased quite a bit over the last 10 games or so. I mean, we we preached patience early in the year because Giddy had a slow start last year and he's still in that territory. Like we're not out of that yet. I would say, you know, once we get on the other side of Christmas and things are in like full steam, like the Thunder play a ton of games in January, if we're getting through some of that stretch and we're seeing some of the same issues and there's not progress it made in that front, then you're, you're definitely starting to get, I think a little bit worried about what you're getting on court from Josh giddy. I would, I had hoped that we'd start to see a more kind of consistent turnaround. By this point, the Kings game was very encouraging. Mm-hmm. What we saw from giddy uh, to follow it up with a stinker in Denver kind of hurts. And I think if he had put together a solid night, didn't he didn't even need to be on the same level of Denver. I think this conversation feels a lot different. Is it actually different? Probably not. You know, we've got three games on the schedule this week where we're going to be able to get a good look at him. I think again, you're looking for trends over time, less so specific games, but the contrast between those two games could not be more stark. And I think you, you hit the nail on the head. It, It wasn't even necessarily like, you know, he scored a ton of points or he had a ton of assists. He was just doing high IQ basketball things and hustle plays and the things that you need a guy like Josh Giddey to do the six, nine things that he's doing <laughs> on the floor that he didn't do against Denver. And I think we've seen, you know, a variety of, I guess you could call like bad giddy's throughout the season. And like, usually what it, what it feels like it comes down to is he's not playing his game. He's pressing, mm-hmm. and what it reminds me of is a little bit of Lou Dort last season, where Lou Dort clearly had some mandate from somewhere, whether self given or externally given, that my guy was going to put up a bunch of shots, and and that just never felt right, and he went no. through pretty much the whole season trying it. This season, we're getting a totally different Dort, where he's feeling like he's he's. He's still getting high volumes of shots sometimes, but when he is, it feels like it's natural. It feels like it's happening within the flow of the offense. They feel like more Lou Dort type of shots. This year's edition of Josh Giddy feels like, I don't know if the coaching staff is pushing him to try new things. I don't know if Josh Giddy is trying to expand his game just from a personal standpoint and trying to show he can do more things, but it doesn't feel like he's embracing his strengths. And I think when he starts to do that, is when you're going to see the turnaround on the court rather than trying to maybe do things that he's not there yet
4: with. I think you nailed know that, Justin. <clears throat> and I mentioned in my almost hour long post game, uh, uh, full of rambling, that I was really hoping uh, after that Kings game that that was going to be a turning point for Josh for a lot of the reasons that you mentioned there, as particularly him just kind of playing within the flow of the offense and not trying to force things it's kind of the biggest theme there. But I wanted to share this when we did talk about getting, not to just simply pile on him, but I do have him on my fantasy basketball team. Uh, and I'm <laughs> the and, important and, part. And I explained so much. This, I am Matt. No, not that, <laughs> uh, but ESPN does do their recent news for each player after each game. And I just thought this was pretty telling kind of puts things into uh, perspective with Josh. He's not played more than 30 minutes in almost a month and often riding the bench to close out games. I actually thought back on that. Uh, unfortunately, today I was busy, so I didn't actually get to pull this up um, and actually get these uh, that stat specifically. But looking back on it, I think he's maybe closed two games during that stretch over the past month. Uh, and just to put things into perspective in comparison to other players in the NBA, he's well outside the 209 category leagues, making <laughs> making him someone to consider dropping. And like to compare that to the past two seasons when I've had him on my team and he's getting triple doubles and putting up double doubles and it's an incredible fantasy player. I think it just kind of goes back to what you're talking about, Justin, in regards to the difference in his mentality. Um, There's a lot of things that go into that off the floor as well as we continue to throw out that disclaimer. But even prior to all the stuff coming out, I keep talking about that. Uh, On Twitter, prior to Thanksgiving, he still wasn't really playing to his game, playing to the strengths that we saw really last season. And I don't know the fact that he's not played more than 30 minutes in almost a month and he's not closing basketball games is pretty telling. I also really commend once again, Mark Dignall for being willing to not just say, well, we're just, you know, we want Josh to work through this. Like he's throwing oh, Isaiah Joe in those closing lineups. He's, he's, he's trying to win these basketball games. I think that's um, I, I think we should be giving praise to to Mark there as well. Totally agree.
2: Um, let's move off from Josh Giddy. Do you want to mention uh, we're not, we got some other stuff to get to, but J-Dub was just phenomenal. Had some sick dunks. Had a great alley-oop to Chet. Those two continue to build chemistry. Um, huge bounce back from Sacramento where he had... I mean, if J-Dub just has a slightly off game, they win in Sacramento. Yep. Instead, he went like 1-14 of 14 or something. Yep. Uh, great game from Dub. Uh, that 24 points was awesome. Taylor and I said it on last night's show. And this kind of ties into the Giddy stuff as well. I wouldn't have thought it earlier this season, or before the season started. Shit, before the season started, I said if the Thunder got a second All Star, it would be Josh. Mm -hmm. It's very clear to me now. They have three, uh, like a a three star uh, trio. I was almost said a three star duo, three star (laughs) trio on this team. Like they have um, three dudes that are going to carry them. Uh, hopefully for the next seven, eight years. And it is now like getting the pieces around them that will fit because I think even though it's a small sample size, it's just so apparently clear to me that it's three dudes. Speaking of the third dude, Shea Gilgis Alexander, kind of buried the lead. He hit a sick-ass game winner, guys. (laughs) And so what I wanted to do today is I want to look back at all of Shay's recent game winners and decide, is this one the best one?
4: Mm. This is fun.
2: So we uh, will have to kind of narrate because we have people who listen to the pod and aren't watching the stream. If you aren't watching the stream and you're just listening to the podcast, I'd encourage you to go watch the YouTube channel uh, so you can see this. Here we go. This first one, uh, lockout season, actually happened, not lockout season, I'm sorry, COVID season, Yep. Uh, right after... Christmas. Shea hits the pull-up mid-range J over the Hornets.
4: This is when we knew.
2: Uh, maybe one of my favorite Shea, ones. Against the Clippers at home in Paycom. Yes. The sidestep over Neal. Yes. Oh, oh, oh. oh, that the one's dance. hard to
4: beat. The dance. With days. Uh, that was i to miss you, buddy the Lamar Odom uh, summer league. That's where may right, yeah. has got that.
2: Here's against Shea the Wizards. Shea hits a step back pull up three. Yes. Splashes it in oh. with one second left. This came shortly two, after. Two, hold on. I'm going to pause first that first real quick. That one came shortly after uh, Shea had hit a presumed game winner over the Milwaukee Bucks. Right. Uh, but Dort fouled uh, Brooke Lopez, I believe. Yep. To send it to overtime. So Shea had a, a game winner stolen from him which was a step-back three over Drew freaking Holiday. Got it back against DC. This is one everyone knows. um, The mid-range pull-up J against against the Portland Trailblazers in Paycom. Staple. was an absolutely incredible one
1: can quote that one because it was in our intro. It was. Yep. <laughs> was like, yeah, uh,
2: against Denver last season on a sideline out of bounds play. Gets Aaron Gordon off bounds. Pulls up and hits it. Now,
4: there were still, what is that, 9.2 seconds left in that yes. one?
2: And then last night. Stop and go, stop and go. Let me hit this little spin. To pull up. Yeah, Bang. Gentlemen, the things I was yelling in my home last night... <laughs> Yes. Like I thought my <laughs> wife might divorce me.
4: <laughs> I said last night Still that a not chance. only did I wake up my <laughs> my whole entire household, pretty sure I woke up my entire neighborhood as well. And it wasn't just that I mean I got the loudest during that play, but even leaning up to that, some of those stops from Chet, like I was just oh, yeah. screaming like
2: JD. Head off. Where does that yep. game winner rank for Shea?
4: That's
3: number one, baby. Uh, because of the quality of the team they were facing, uh, after the year after they won the championship. Um, yeah, that, that is, that is one.
1: Agreed. I, I think th- the only one I could make an argument for is the wizards one. Cause that step back three was awesome. disgusting. It was sick, but it was against the wizards. And like JD said, Denver's got to take precedence over beating the wizards. Cause who cares?
4: Degree of difficulty difficulty maybe a different discussion there like you mentioned justin yeah. like that shot against the wizards uh but even then i think this just shows the maturity of sga and his continued development and not only that but something that i mentioned like one of those that we showed still had what nine seconds left in the shot clock it was a game winner mm-hmm. it wasn't a buzzer beater this yeah. is a true buzzer beater game winner left very little time for the nugs to respond and like as both of you already have mentioned the, the just the stakes of this game so much higher, this team's much more competitive. I think we have to give the nod to this one, maybe prisoner of the moment. But I agree, we need no, to I'm get this guys. guy this hitting more it. game winners at home.
2: That's what stood out to me. Yeah, that's, that's true. Montage. Yes, they this were like uh, all on the road. Good. Point. Well, he should have another one against New Orleans. You remember oh, that one? Oh my
4: gosh, yes. And then that the half court Hail Mary prayer. Who was I think that? That, was that made De- that shot, De- for... Devontae Graham? Yeah, yes, it was Devontae Graham. That's exactly who it was. Ugh. All right.
2: I think we have dissected the Nuggets game to death. Hell of a game. Hell of a win. This team's fun, boys. Hell of a player. He's a hell of a player.
4: Shout out Schroeder.
2: <laughs> Let's take our first break of the night. On the other side, we are going to talk about Thunder players in your favorite classic holiday movies. Can't wait. Stay with us. We'll be back in just a moment. And we are back. So, gentlemen, we got this idea from a fan that we should put Thunder players in classic holiday movies and come up with reasons for why we are putting them there, obviously. So we're going to make it into a segment. Uh, JD, will you hit the mood music for me, please?
3: Uh, which which mood? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> This is Jacob's favorite background
4: uh, what, what would is. you call it music? We did it, it once a year. The bed, yeah.
2: We're gonna we're gonna milk this music bed all we can. Before we dive into this, <laughs> uh our friend Kerry Cicero is the one who gave us the idea. And he has cooked up some sick graphics for us. Uh, so thank you, Carrie. Uh, JD has a couple of links he's about to drop in the chat here. Uh Carrie is a public school teacher. He teaches, I think, like fourth and fifth grade. And he has a Donors Choose page. If you are unfamiliar, Donors Choose is basically where educators can go on and put projects they want funded for their classroom and people can uh, donate to those projects. And a lot of times Donors Choose will like match your donations. So please, if you're in the giving spirit this holiday season, go donate to Carrie's Donors Choose uh, it's in the Slack here, but it's just donorschoose.org slash C I C E R O. Go and uh, drop Carrie a few bucks for his classroom. He's doing the Lord's work out there, uh, educating America's youth. So shout out to Carrie. His Instagram is also linked there as well. Justin, kick us off, my friend. Oh boy, where to begin? Uh,
1: I probably had too much fun with this one, but I think where I'm going to start is a certain sam presti as ralphie from the christmas story if you'll recall ralphie in a christmas story he just wants that red rider bb gun he wants it more than anything in the world he'll do anything to get it and he has a hard time he has a hard time getting it people don't want him to have that bb gun reminds me of sam presti and some draft picks my guy wants all the picks. He wants them all the time. It's all he can think about just like Ralphie and the red rider BB gun.
4: I love that. Okay. I'm going to piggyback off this one because I don't have an image for it. So this is a really good, uh, since We just pulled that image up. I also have a Christmas story and Ralphie, but I have Isaiah Joe because you'll shoot your eye out kid. Hey, I love
1: it. Well done.
4: That's good. Great work, Taylor.
3: Uh, Okay, I can continue with the Christmas story if you want. It's going to get pretty weird, uh, pretty quickly, but I can do that. We have, we have the dad from a Christmas story, the one that orders the, the lamp, the fragile lamp. Wins, uh, wins the wins. Lamp. Yes, um, loves it, worships it. Uh, wife doesn't agree with it being in the house. <laughs> I cannot explain this the Lives based selection, but I've got Vassilie Mitzich as the dad from a Christmas story because he too probably owns a horny lamp. <laughs>
4: <laughs> all right
3: my neighbors
1: actually have one of those lamps that they put up at this time nice. of year it's fabulous can
2: i give a mildly hot take yes not a big christmas story guy you're a hater i've got a hot take later that well just hey, thank you
3: jacob for doing that you really <laughs> set the table for...
2: you're welcome <laughs> um i have one with an image okay my guy my lord and savior Alexei Pokashevsky. Oh, no. Let's uh, let's cue up the image first, and then I'll... Uh, well, while you're queuing it, here we go. Here we go. you want me to... Just throw her on up there. <laughs> we got oh, Alexei as elf. Um, With Daynon
4: as a... Uh, is it Papa elf?
2: Yes. <laughs> the parallels are just uh, incredible. It's a uh, tall, goofy white man who doesn't uh, fit in where he's from. So he makes the long journey to uh, the big city. And there he really doesn't fit in and just can never find his place. Elf? <laughs> Let's say Pokashevsky. It's I the like same it. story. That's, that's actually I mean,
4: the origin story of Elf. I love it. Uh, the real question is who's Poka's real dad in New York City? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my God. It's a good question.
3: Bye, buddy. I hope you find your dad. Hope you find found. your dad.
2: Here's I what I've learned. Find a, a, uh, I've, a soured.
3: A. I've soured on the movie Elf a little bit over time.
2: Is that your hot take? What?
3: Yeah. I think I watched it last year, and I was like, I'm kind of annoyed right now. And <laughs> <laughs> I think Oh.
2: I mean, it's, uh, it's fine. I love I Elf. I've I think it's a it too little overhyped,
3: to be honest. I've seen it too many times. I blame myself. I
1: That's got to introduce unfair. it to my kids last
2: year, and that, like, revitalized the joy. Okay.
3: I worked retail. I don't all
2: really through want children college. until it gets to Christmas time. Then I'm like, man, having yeah. a kid might kind of be dope. True, <laughs> might kind
4: of be. Can I, just, like, I can I just give it back kid? for the other one. Can I just run a kid? I'll Randall. go pick them up
2: from the, the foster care system. I keep them from him, like <laughs> Thanksgiving to New Year, then return them. Sorry, Holidays. kid, I'm going back. Sorry, <laughs> holiday kid. Simulation.
4: I hope you find your dad.
1: All right, I got another one. All right, um, this one I'm going back to Isaiah Joe. But uh, instead of Christmas story, we're going Charlie Brown, Charlie Brown Christmas, highly underrated, only 30 minutes, the Charlie Brown Christmas, but it is a classic. And in this one, Isaiah (laughs) Joe is Charlie Brown's Christmas tree because nobody wanted it. But Charlie Brown found delight in it. He saw the good in it. Everyone else said, what a stupid little tree. You don't want that. (laughs) Just like the Sixers said, what a stupid player. You don't want that.
3: Nice one, Daryl.
1: But Sam Presti was Charlie Brown, and he saw the beauty in it, and now look at it. Everybody eventually saw what a great tree it was that Charlie had, just like everyone seeing what they have in Isaiah Joe.
4: I love it. Well done, Justin. Very well done. Taylor, you got another one? I've got a couple more. Uh, I think the first one I'm going to go with here is Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. This man was picked on uh, for... For being too small and having this very strange red nose. And you know what? But it, ultimately, Santa chose him to lead the, the sleigh. He is like right, he is the right hand man of Santa Claus when it comes to Christmas time. And that is Chet Holmgren oh, he's going to be too small, he's too thin, he's going to get bullied. But you know what? He is leading the sleigh for this Oklahoma City Thunder team alongside SGA, who maybe would be Santa Claus in this situation, uh, in this comparison. And he's been a huge bright spot for this Thunder team. So I really love the idea of Chet being the Rudolph and the uncontested Christmas comparisons here.
2: All right, another Christmas movie hot take. You ready? What are you about to say? (laughs) The 19, is it 66, 67? 60s, yeah. Yeah, you're right. That, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, one of the top Christmas movies of all time. That's not hot. Oh, that's just a banger.
4: That's, hey. The soundtrack slaps so good. I, so good. I all of a sudden have a, an idea of uh, Island of Misfit Toys uh, that could be a comparison to like a former Thunder team here a year or two ago. Oh, yeah, that is probably good. <laughs> yeah.
2: so, uh, the soundtrack of that Rudolph is like so good the parallels of it being a 1960s movie that's all about people not fitting in and discrimination it's uh it's the epitome american christmas movie i'm gonna keep us on on that uh movie and i'm gonna go with
1: i don't i didn't know his name i had to google it hermy the elf (laughs) hermy doesn't like toys hermy is the elf that wants to be a dentist and uh everybody else says he doesn't fit in do we have this one I... we we do not have an image for this okay one. cool i was like oh, who the hell is hermy <laughs> <laughs>
4: uh, um, Car- did not make us an image for this one
1: <laughs> uh, but Vasily Michich is hermy the elf not just because he has braces and hermy wanted to be a dentist though that was not not a consideration when i chose this uh, but, you know, he's just he's on the youngest team in the NBA, and he's a 29 year old rookie with braces like it, he's just kind of the odd man out. But he by is. the end of the movie, Hermie fulfills his dream and finds his place. And I have hopes by the end of the season meets its will as well.
4: Carries a man. He's already in the chat saying, oh, I already made that one. Yeah, I got got you. Work. <laughs> He's going to send it to us <laughs> going to the workshop. <laughs> Uh, JB, what's I, your next one? Um, okay, let me consider where I want to go
3: here. Okay, we're going to go with this one. We have a player that has unfortunately made life harder for those around him this season. Uh, and when he leaves the basketball court, he turns to the bench and says, Shitter's full. And this is Josh <laughs> Giddy, unfortunately. <laughs> Josh Giddy is Cousin Eddie from National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Oh I thought long gosh. and hard about this, uh... and this is where I ended
4: up that's great I uh, had to get uh, cousin, cousin Eddie in. that's fantastic yeah we, we had to get cousin Eddie in yeah I also have a Josh Getty one
2: but before before we move on hold on just a second <laughs> we have another Christmas vacation one oh coming up oh, oh, cousin oh, oh, Eddie oh, oh, oh. maybe has the best quote in any Christmas movie ever agreed it's when they go sledding <laughs> and uh he says oh no none of the spray for me Clark you know they Replace that piece of metal in my head because every time my wife would turn the microwave on, forget who I am, piss myself. <laughs> One of the best
4: lines in all
2: of Christmas. So good.
4: Well, hey, should we go ahead? and uh, I think we have a, a Christmas vacation line, uh, none other than Mark Dignall. I love it. Yeah.
2: Mark <laughs> Dignall right. as Clark Griswold. I would like to think especially when Mark, he knows the names of the refs and he just chews their asses out. I think of Mark <laughs> yelling at like one of the refs whenever he's yelling about his boss giving him the jelly of the month yes, coupons. Yes. So no good. Oh, yeah, yeah, and just goes off spineless, dickless son
3: of a place.
4: <laughs> this makes my Holy Josh Steve, Giddy uh, cousin Eddie thing work even better. <laughs> You're an asshole. He's an oh asshole. This is
3: my favorite Christmas movie, by the way. This is the one. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, yeah. This dang is it. a staple. No Absolute question.
2: Um, also, Clark Griswold has that throwback uh, Chicago Blackhawks jersey. Yes, he does. Yeah, it's Thing awesome. Dope. Um,
3: I love it. Who else has? How many more do we have? I, so have, I, so, I have so many.
4: Me okay, too. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mentioned I have one for Josh Giddy. Uh, this one does not have an image, but kind of similar to Silva's, although I'm out really being the Baham Bug. Uh, <laughs> Ebenezer Scrooge here in the Christmas season. I have Josh Giddy as a Grinch. <laughs> <laughs> Seems real sad over there on the bench. He's not enjoying the Christmas, aka the Thunder spirit. Uh, after that game winner, or over the past couple of games, <laughs> Giddy has not looked happy over there as he's not closing games. Um, I think he needs his heart to grow three times larger, and hopefully his outside shooting and defense as well. <laughs> and uh, honestly, just the whole Josh Giddy vibes, uh, the off-court stuff has it, it sucked a little bit. Uh, from from the team a little bit from the christmas spirit now at the end of the movie though the grinch becomes the hero right he is sitting there slicing the whatever uh, the roast beast hopefully at the end of the season josh giddy is doing the same not time to give up on josh giddy just like we didn't give up on the grinch but i have josh giddy as the grinch right now
2: can i fire off another hot take (laughs) oh god
4: i love that uh, jim
2: carrey grinch sucks
4: Oh,
3: whoa, whoa. whoa. I I used to watch. I kind of uh, love love that one. The app Letterboxd, where you go review movies and stuff like that. I was actually going through doing Christmas movies
2: today, and I gave that one a two stars. It's a garbage movie. Now, the 2018 animated Grinch with uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Oh, see, we watched that tonight. It's a good one. You're talking about the, yeah. the Despicable Me people, that one? There
3: yeah, like,
4: yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm just an asshole, and maybe I'm yeah, – I think you Maybe are. it's about me. Maybe yeah, it's, it's just about... – I didn't like it. I I'm have a, a Trish fan from... all the way around. Who the original Jim
4: Carrey. I'm hey,
1: going a... to keep us in the, the bench celebration vein mm-hmm. since Taylor brought up uh, Giddy on the bench, not showing a ton of emotion. I'm going to take us to the other side of that coin with Trey Mann being the most elated player on the bench. Trey man is Ebenezer Scrooge because if you think back to what the, the conversation was around him with like his exit interviews and it felt like he didn't want to be here and he didn't get to showcase who he was and he seemed negative in the comments. And that was kind of the, the narrative was that he didn't want to be here. And I think now uh, I don't know if he was visited by three ghosts to come to this revelation or not, but he seems like he's having a good time. He's he's, bringing good vibes to the bench, not just during the Shea game winner, but I think overall seems like he's, he's bringing positive vibes to this Thunder team.
3: Who are the three ghosts? Could it be, could one be Mike Mascala, maybe JRE
4: and then like <laughs> the ghosts of Thunder pass, the ghosts of Thunder present and the ghost of Thunder future. So future. You I think like one, one of the ghosts
1: of Thunder pass has to be Reggie Jackson. Like he came and visited Trey man. That's a good one. And said, you know, it's not all tears of
2: joy, buddy. <laughs> That's a good
4: picture.
2: That, that good is. That's no, fantastic. Right. I know Carrie is watching. Carrie, if you're in the chat, tell us, do we have permission to tweet these, uh, giving you credit? Because I think a thread of these would be incredible. My next one goes to the badass of the team. Yes. Shea Gilgis Alexander. Just the dude whose nuts dragged the floor. Just the <laughs> toughest dude out there. Doesn't give a crap. Whenever the terrorists show up, He's whooping ass. The terrorist in this sense was uh, Nikola Jokic. I don't think you can say that. <laughs> Just whooping ass and taking names. Uh, saves the team. Saves Christmas. Gets the girl. Shay's also having a baby. Shout out to baby SGA. We got Shay as John McClane in Die Hard. I've got a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Is I wrote down it? in
3: my notes, what if Kyle Singler was Hans Gruber? I love that. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to get weird and have like a European be Hans Gruber in this situation. So I was like, who's some <laughs> effed up white guy I could put there? Oh, it's Kyle Singer.
4: Kyle Singler. I love <laughs> Got it. paid way uh, too much
2: for way too long. I mean. Shut up <laughs> the <shut> <laughs> Kyle, man. You <Yeah. laughs> still paying him? Uh, no, he got, he uh, he ended getting paid. Um, huh. Yeah. A year ago? Ago. Mm. Yeah. 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 Uh I think Justin maybe has the best one as far as like putting the player into uh the the movie and reasons. Um (laughs) Justin, you want to go ahead and fire that one off?
1: Uh are we talking about Jay Will? We are talking about Jay Will. Jay Will is none other than the big guy himself. (laughs) S C The Santa Claus. Oh, my God. Which, by the way, this movie single-handedly ruined my ability to spell Santa Claus for the rest of my life. Because I, like, six-year-old Justin did not realize this was a pun. <laughs> Jay Will is um, Scott Calvin from Santa Claus. Because not only is he just, like, the jolliest person on the team, he found himself in a role that maybe he wasn't quite ready for. But he has performed it more than admirably. Doing an excellent job, and it could be argued that just like Scott Calvin, he got said job by killing his predecessor, <laughs> not intentionally, of course. But uh, I'm just saying, there's there's some parallels. We're we talking
4: R-I-P to J R. E. I'm not
1: he, naming names.
3: He knocked him off the roof, and he knocked him
1: in... off the roof and took his coat.
3: Next thing <laughs> you know, the he's Santa riding now. in his sleigh. <laughs> That's good, very good. Okay. Any others? I can rapid fire a few that just. There's.
1: We have know. one more image, I think, that we have. We do. Shared.
3: Let's see. It's let's, a Lou Dort
2: image. Let's see. Could it be this? It's just what opponents see whenever they line up to get <laughs> defended. <laughs> yeah. Rompus.
1: <laughs> Dude, I the went. I remember years ago. I don't know if y'all have ever been to Alamo Draft House, but like super cool movie theater. They do lots of big promotions. When the newest. Krampus movie came out. My wife and I went to go see. I think we were seeing Star Wars or something, and it was also like Krampus was was playing, and they had someone in a very lifelike Krampus costume in the lobby. <laughs> and my wife opened the door to the theater, and she's like, "I'm not going in there. Like, I'm, I'm <laughs> absolutely not. Like, no date thank night you. is canceled." <laughs>
2: that's amazing. Krampus is terrifying.
4: As oh, is that's awesome. There
2: you All go. Right. JD, rapid fire us to get us out of here.
3: Okay, I've got John Hollinger as the Grinch. <laughs> I've got Ime Yudoka as the scary Santa Claus at the top of the slide from Christmas Story. I'm just pushing <laughs> Thunder players down the slide. Okay. Um, who else do I have? I had I tried to finagle some Kenrich Williams as Tim Allen in the Santa Claus because uh, he was once a young man but became much older when he was introduced to this team and uh, aged. That's five, a 30, great
4: years. That's a great. One. Um. That's all I got.
1: I had uh, Isaiah Joe and fill in the blank. Maybe Aaron Wiggins. Maybe um, Kacen Wallace as the wet bandits.
2: Because they, they stay wet from behind the arc. I like that. Uh, Carrie made us one more graphic. Not movie specific, but uncontested specific. I just thought this was a nice touch. We really appreciate Carrie. Nice. Thank you, Carrie. Aww. Before we end the segment, I got to ask. Each of you, and those of you in the chat, send them in now. Top three favorite Christmas movies. Oh man,
4: mm.
2: I needed more time to prepare for this. Yeah, I no, mean, don't. number you one's Christmas.
4: Off. Christmas Vacation, number one. Yeah, me too. Agreed. My number Ooh. two,
2: and I don't think it's close, is Klaus on Netflix, the animated film of the Wow, uh, mm. the guy that is like that the might mailman. be your hottest take of the night, dude. That. That movie Like that movie is, it's not maybe one of my favorite Christmas movies. It's maybe one of my favorite animated movies of all time. It wow. is. I haven't seen it, that. Oh, Taylor.
4: I need to pull it up. I haven't you seen gotta, it,
2: it. Is it is it's phenomenal.
4: Solid. So good. Okay, one more time. What was the title? Klaus. Okay. K L A U S. A Klaus, I'm Klaus in. with a
3: K. I like uh, <laughs> number one Christmas Vacation. Number yes. two, maybe Nightmare Before Christmas. Number Ooh, three, okay. number three, it might be Die Hard, which is obviously a, a <laughs> hotly debated subject. But I do love Die that. That might be <laughs> best or worst
1: top three Christmas movie list I've ever heard. It's chaotic.
3: <laughs> I almost put Christmas with
4: the Cranks up there, but I don't know that, like, I, I don't was like, going to have that in my top. Like, is that actually a good movie? I don't know. I just remember it. It's my a childhood good. I'd a see that. That's probably three for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Two. Wow. I'm a Grinch fan, like I mentioned. I I throw one of the Grinches up there as number two which I have one memory you can't say one the, of the, the, the rudolph the red rose
2: reindeer is my third one by the <laughs> way mm-hmm.
4: i i kind of think the live animated live animated the the live um Action. jim, jim carrey one yeah. oh, I, okay. I love that one went and saw it in theaters when i was a wee little lad a wee little lad <laughs> Wee little lad i'm i'm with you christmas vacation number oh, one okay hold on i take that back revoked. Polar Express. We do not have a Polar Express one here. I'm kind of I think well, Polar Express might get number 2. I'm going to I'm going to demote. The characters uh,
3: scare me a little bit now. They look like un- little uncanny now yeah. when I watch. I'm like, yeah. is that Tom Hanks or is that like True. the devil?" <laughs>
1: i not the first Christmas? time
2: I've asked that question. <laughs> eight uh, Christmas is really good. I haven't seen that. Haven't oh, it's a you should watch it. It's a tearjerker for sure. Yeah.
1: Christmas Vacation stays number 1. Um, I think I've watched that every single year since I was like way too young to be watching mm-hmm. that every single year. Mm-hmm. Number two is Charlie Brown Christmas. Like I said, yeah. thirty Staying minutes, up. but it it is just banger after banger. That there are no missed scenes in that movie. I need to watch that again, so good. It's Three good gets so much harder. I think I, I y'all were hating on it, but like I think I put I think I put Elf in that. In that okay. slot, oh, it's I can't That's a great point. I think Elf goes Dang, there. Mine, I, I to to my and that
3: shit was on every year. Yeah, I understand changing. that. Yeah,
1: Elf, Elf is is so fascinating to me because apparently Will Ferrell and John Favreau hate each other. Yeah, and it was wow. in no small part due to that movie. There's a very <laughs> like interesting backstory to that film, mm.
2: but it's a a modern classic. It is. All right, let's take our last break of the night. On the other side, we will do some predictions before we get out of here. We'll be right back. And we are back. It is time once again for us to update our standings for our predictions game. Uh, If you are new or if you don't remember, we are predicting every Thunder game this season. Uh, Whoever gets the most games right gets a one-day, all-expenses-paid day at Summer League in Vegas that the rest of us have to pay for. And then all of us, for however many games we get wrong, are donating a dollar to a charity. So let's say all five of us combined... To have to <laughs> so we're going to see if our fans will match our 250 and we're going to send the money to a good cause that is oh, yet to be man. determined... Uh, each week, you get to choose a Thunder Moneyball. The Thunder Moneyball is worth two points instead of one. But if you get it wrong, you miss two points. You, you go minus two. The rest of the game, so you either go plus one or you go zero for points. Uh, Justin, do we have a new graphic for today? Unfortunately, we do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, hey, let's you? go. Oh, Justin, Look at Silva. Justin is the, the updater here. So, Justin, run it down for the, the listeners on the show.
1: We have a new leader in the uncontested prediction standings with Jay Da Silva at 13 points. He jumps from nine to thirteen. Might I add, for those doing the math at home, that is a perfect week
3: for JD. Woo! All it took was a, a two games, two very close games to go very, very specific ways. And that's very
1: specific <laughs> ways. Yeah. Uh JD goes perfect, taking him from nine points to thirteen points. Everybody else stayed the same. So everybody else, (laughs) everybody else stayed in the exact same positions, which puts Taylor at 11 points, Jacob at 10, Nick at 10 and myself at
2: four.
4: Should have stopped the count after last week. I guess. Voter fraud. I, (laughs) uh, you know, the, the, like, I think
1: it's like the Sarah McLaughlin commercials where it's like for two dollars a week, you can support a for two dollars a week, I'm paying out to whatever charity. <laughs> That's my <laughs> pace at this point.
2: It's, it's not uh, going well. It's not going uh, well. Uh. All right. Let's get to this week. First game tomorrow night. Back in Pay. All three back in Paycom as we hit the holiday homestand. Tomorrow night we have the Memphis Grizzlies. Coming to Oklahoma City. Uh, one day before Ja Morant makes his triumphant return, Grizzlies are 6-18. and 18. You guys see the clip of the fanboy that got into the Grizzlies' uh, media session?
4: No. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. So ja, awkward. you're my hero, Ja. Uh, embarrassing. People are saying that I there's not many more players okay, better yeah. than you, but it yeah, really pissed worst. me off.
2: <laughs> he said, I know you're still him. This is embarrassing. Embarrassing. Memphis sucks. JD, what do you got?
3: Well, they waved Kenneth Lofton Jr. today. So for that reason, I'm going to give it a W. Lock it up under Moneyball.
2: <laughs> I forgot that was the Moneyball <laughs> sounder. It's so bad. I think we just rotate sounders for the Moneyball sounder. <laughs> so like... what we do that each time someone locks a Moneyball, just play so a different bad. sounder. Okay, well, yeah, something oh different. Yeah, I could do that. Uh, who else just is
1: jumping on the got... <laughs> I also have this as a win and my Moneyball. <laughs> Gross. Um, I'm with you. The I am hoping personally, the Thunder avenge Silva's first ever post game podcast. The 72 point Come win, on. Thunder win, Thunder win by 73. Book it. Oh, God, that'd be incredible,
4: Taylor. What do you got? Man, this is so boring. But I have the same exact thing. I have the Grizzlies. I have us getting the win and the Money Ball. The old rag. One. unbelievable all
2: right uh put me down in the in the win and moneyball column my preference is to be taxidermied when i die
1: thank you the problem with this is i feel great about this the thunder are gonna win but even if they do that helps everybody yeah percent
2: we're just just ghost up uh nick is not here tonight but he did mail in his uh his guesses he also has a thunder win and a Thunder Money Ball. Do we Bugs. trust the mail?
4: but Do we trust the mail in votes? I mean. Oh God. <laughs> God. Taylor, <laughs> I right. would like to believe he actually mailed it.
2: <laughs> Nail mail. <laughs> he mailed it in. Game number two is Thursday night against the Los Angeles Clippers. The Clippers have been on a little bit of a win streak, folks. They're 8-2 and two in their last 10. They've won seven in a row. Dare I say they're putting it together. They are fifteen and ten, good for sixth in the West. JD, what's happening Thursday night?
3: Uh I'll be at that one, so I predicted an L.
2: <laughs> I like All that, right. that your your reasoning.
1: Yeah. Justin, what do you got? We have uh you know, ghosts of Christmas past coming to visit the Thunder on uh what day did you say? Wednesday Thursday. Thursday. Good Thursday
2: Thursday, buddy on Thursday and
1: days. um much like Scrooge I think we're we're going to see some stuff and we might not like it and I think I think this is an L for the thunder as
4: well. Well then this is where I can oh, no. distinguish myself. I oh, shouldn't no. myself the money ball here but I am uh, feeling very in the Christmas spirit. I think the thunder get a win against the Clippers. Love it. I'm with Taylor. I got a W. Ooh. Boom. Against the Los
2: Angeles Clippers, who's Garden Chet? Not Zubots. Tell you that much right now.
4: (laughs) Dorts gonna have tweet PJ Tucker. My Bible. My
1: my favorite form of content on Twitter currently is when somebody quote tweets with something completely unrelated to the original subject matter. And there was a Clippers fan, or not a Clippers fan, somebody playing the Clippers, and they were like, "Ah, Zubots is killing us!" And they quote tweeted it and said, "Me trying to get through Mount Moon." (laughs)
2: <laughs> that's amazing. That's how my brain works. So, uh, so good. I'm, yes. That's that's <laughs> the kind of content I'm here for. Uh, yeah, I'm going win against the Clippers as well. Uh, our friend, good old St. Nicholas Crane, took an L against the Clippers. Last game of the week, Saturday, Christmas Eve's Eve, the Thunder take on the regular season, not regular season, in-season tournament champs, The Los Angeles Lakers, who won the in-season tournament and then got their asses beat by the 3-20 San Antonio Spurs. Have some shame. Have some shame. As they come back to Oklahoma City, where they've already lost once this year. J.D., what's happening on Saturday?
3: The Thunder are giving the Lakers a Christmas gift, and it's a pile of shit.
1: I fully expected that last word to be coal.
3: Yeah, that's, I was going but with I lump did, well, coal.
4: Well, it was, was the last second I decided himself.
3: to shift to that. I was going to go coal for a while. I was like, I gotta go. Oh
4: my god! Too tame, too tame. Yeah,
2: I, I love Can it. The step brother, Stounder, please.
3: Holy Santa Claus! Shit. Thank you. Oh, I did it. Good I was trying grief. to
1: channel that. Good Just grief. After
4: Saturday. Uh, <laughs>
1: the Thunder <laughs> are getting a dub against Ooh, the Lakers. Oh yeah. Chet Holmgren is going to make Anthony
4: Davis look like a little boy.
3: Love it. I like Taylor, how we don't even we got- have a sounder for that
4: one. We just all I know. It. Yeah, I you know. don't need
3: one. Yeah.
4: It, so true. Uh, unfortunately, I'm going with the L here. This is my L of the week. I think Anthony Davis will be playing that game. I do not think the Lakers enjoyed how the game went the last time they played in Paycom, which I was there for. Uh, I'm going with an L against the Lakers. Ye of little faith. I'm going Love W. you.
2: Yeet. against the Lakers. Give me a 3-0 week, baby. Oh boy. Merry effing Christmas. Nick <laughs> went with a loss. He's got them going 1-2 and two this week. Wow. That's why we didn't let him on the show tonight. Yep. Typical. <laughs> Typical. Typical Nick.
4: Scrooge over here. Oh, boy.
2: I think that'll do us. You gentlemen have anything else before we uh, log off for the night?
3: You want the music or no?
2: Yes. I <laughs> <laughs>
3: Fake me out. pump fake me. You guys have anything else
4: before we get out of here?
3: I'm going to go watch Charlie Brown's Christmas. Yes. Here we go. that's I like. Need,
4: I need to check out Claus on Netflix. You do. Klaus. Klaus. Oh, Klaus. Klaus. Shut <laughs> Make
2: sure you guys go donate to his donors' Choose. Quick update on the week. We will be with you tomorrow after the Thunder take on the Grizzlies. We will be with you Wednesday for our weekly show, our weekly midweek show. I will be with you Thursday after the clips. No post-game Saturday. No show next Sunday on your general Sunday night live stream because it is Christmas Eve. So we'll be back with you guys, I believe, next Wednesday. The Thunder will have played two games. So we'll be back with you, um, not over the holiday weekend, but the following Wednesday. Shay is a dude that game winner is the type of play that goes on an mvp reel maybe we get one this year boys we'll see you guys tomorrow night until then have a great start of your week and as always thunder up when you drive a vehicle so
3: reliable it's backed by a 10-year 100,000 mile limited warranty you stop thinking about what you can't do